And we lift you up today, Lord. We just love you and we bless you. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And, Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed spiritually, physically, financially, in every realm. And we thank you, Lord, because you never let us down. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Well, we're going to talk about the law of favor today. Amen. That's all I've been hearing lately. It's favor, favor, favor. Amen. It was a time when, but you know, that's where it is when you are um, watchmen and you are, you go before. And so you're supposed to know first. Amen. And so it's good to know that uh, we're, we're on one accord with the body of Christ. And so favor is something that we don't want to live without. I think God gives a, a portion of it to everybody. Because I know he helps us all when we really need it. Uh, I'm not sure that you could call that favor. It kind of runs in the line of mercy also. But I do know one thing. I know that God always steps in. And he helps us when we pray, when we cry out to him. But favor is good to have because it's free. Amen. Amen. You, don't, you know, you don't earn it. It's, just, it's either on your life or it ain't. Amen. So there's favor, and I wrote a lot of information down that I felt God gave me. There is favor in our lives. There is favor. People can see it on you. Amen. And that's why they'll take a second look and they say something different about you. Or they'll say, I knew that you belonged to God or I knew you were a Christian. Amen. And they'll say that or they'll look at you real funny and stand back and sum you up or they'll just come out some people say you sure are blessed you're blessed i had people tell me you're blessed and i'm thinking hmm, okay <laughs> glad you can see it <laughs> you know how sometimes you looking in the natural you're looking in that checkbook don't see too much and then somebody tell you you blessed and i'm like okay well you know amen but it, it's it's god's mark that's on you and people should be able to see it amen they know you they know you're blessed favor is uh, a part of a release on your life and it means that you've been endorsed by god like a brand this is your brand and your brand is favor amen it's awesome amen favor also means to support or to assist someone tangibly and that's God supporting and assisting you in everything that you do you ever been the type of person just had a pretty good life all your life it's because the favor has been on your life all your life and God is always there to assist you and support you no matter what you go through no matter how hard times get you know some people might you may look at it in the natural it's like I've been spoiled all my life or something like that but that is the favor of God most of the time uh, showing up in your life when you need it and you don't have to strive for anything too hard amen favor makes things easier to provide us with an advantage that's what favor does it provides us with an advantage favor shows special privileges Amen. 
or it showcases you or it features someone. It's just like someone may put a, 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 a billboard with your face and your name on say featuring, you know, da, 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 da. And this is how favor works. That's an example of what how favor is in your life. So God features you or he showcases you for some reason. Favor surrounds you. And it's granted unto you, but not earned. Amen. Sometimes people will let favor go to their heads. And they think it's all about them. And then, you know, it can be held up sometimes. And then you come to your senses and say, wow, I sure wish I had, you know, I sure wish I had it easy. Because that's one way in the natural you can you can describe favor as having it easy. Amen. Or, or you, you, you know, it's not that everything goes great all the time. It's just that you don't struggle hard and long before God comes through for you. That's favor. Amen. A door that's locked is open. By favor. Everybody else knock at that door. It's locked. Everybody else want to get through. It's locked. But when you come along, you kick it down. Not saying you don't have to kick it in. But you get in there. And it's because of favor. Favor will cost you something, but it's free. But it will cost you something. Are you all here today? Favor will cost you. Because if it didn't, everybody would have it. <laughs> We need to decide to walk in a new place. Now sometimes this is just me trying to understand and get you to understand what I think I understand about favor. I believe sometimes favor is trying to knock at your door and you don't open it. Amen. Because we don't receive it. Because we don't believe it. Because we're trying to understand it. You can't understand favor. You just receive it because it's there. And thank God, Father, I thank you for favor. But you don't try to figure this out because that's when religion will come in and try to play a big part in your favor. See, religion wants credit for everything or want to try to understand everything. You can't figure this one out. And you can't see who deserves it. It's not that you're so much deserving than other people either. Amen. It's because God has decided to put favor on your life because somebody has done something that pleased him. It could have been your grandma, your great-grandmother. You know, it depends. I don't know all of this stuff. But I do know that when favor is in your life, I think you have to acknowledge that it's there. Amen. And you can pull. I believe you can draw more from it when you acknowledge what God is doing in your life. So favor knocks down doors or in other words favor opens doors that were were normally locked amen so we need to decide to walk in a new place and i'm going to say that again we need to decide to walk in a new place in other words if you don't see favor in your life try doing something different than what you've been doing and start to walk in a new place amen Hallelujah. Our next move is up to us so we can continue to stay in the same place or move forward in God's favor. See, if you move forward, you go and you you start to walk in favor or you can stay stuck in the rut. Now, let me tell you what I believe. I believe that we have to change what we think. You got to change how you think. 
And if we change how we think, then we'll see more favor show up in our lives. That's just how it works. Amen. So you have to change what you've been thinking. Some people don't want God's favor because they don't want to give up their title of being in control. And so favor won't work in your life because you, you don't want to, or you don't want to change totally how you've been thinking and what you've been doing. But you have to submit, and this is why you have to submit to God's authority to receive from him. Is this making sense to you people? Amen. So God will cause, and this is the thing, God will cause discomfort to come because you've been in the same place too long. Does anybody here know what I'm talking about? See, he'll try to blast you out of where you are. Because he's trying to allow that favor to come in and dominate so you can get blessed. And blessed with ease, not blessed toiling, not blessed trying, not get blessed struggling. That's not blessed. Blessed is when you don't even realize what God is doing. You don't know what you did, but it's working. Something is working. Amen. And so God wants to bless all of his children, but he will cause discomfort. To come because you've been in the same place too long. Amen. You need to move into an area of blessing. And God wants to bless all of us. He wants us to start a new chapter in our lives and get out of this same old rut. You know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. That's number one, I believe. Robbing Peter. To pay Paul. Well, Paul, you're trying to give Paul his money. <laughs> it's by Robert Peter. Amen. And so God will cause discomfort so that he can stop this Peter-Paul situation. He wants everybody to be debt-free. He wants Peter to get his money. He wants Paul to get his money. And he wants you to have a good life. Amen. And so you need to move forward and get out of the being stuck in that same place and that and that i'm going through that right now god is just having trying to blast me out of a place so he can take me to a new place where the blessings will flow better you know one chapter ends another chapter begins and so he's doing these things for his people just because he's doing it to me he's doing the same thing to you but in a different way don't ever try to copy somebody what God is doing in their life. Amen. He's doing the same thing for you, but maybe in a different way. But let God have his way in your life. Don't fight him too hard. If you fight him, don't fight him too hard. Ask him for wisdom. Well, God, you know. But you don't have to understand everything that's going on. Go to a place called there. And don't park there. But just be open for what God wants to do. Because we've never come this way before. Amen. We have not come this way before. This is a new thing. This is, you know, God was telling me, new cycle. This is a new cycle. This is a new cycle. This is, well, when are you going to jump in the, to the new cycle? The new cycle. You see what I'm saying? So once, sometimes God is speaking and we don't hear. But we're quick to jump up and do something prematurely. You got to be on time. Amen. You have to be on time. There's such thing as too soon and such thing as too late. But I'm telling you, if you are the favor of God, and I believe we all are, God will send, he will blast you out 
of a place to get you on course with what he has for the next chapter of your life. You know, geography is so important. Amen. And it doesn't, it's, doesn't, it's not up to us. It's not up to us to make these changes. It's up to God. And I always tell God, if you want me to do something, show me. Let you know. Make me know it. And he does. Or I'll pray and ask him for a, a confirmation. But you have to stay on time with God. Amen. So he will cause this discomfort, you know, so that he can get you to go forward. All he wants you to do is move forward to an uncommon place. An uncommon place. If we knew everything, if we sat up and decided everything that we're going to do, we know everything. We know, well, I want to move here. I want to go. If we did that, this ain't God. It wouldn't be God. Y'all understand? Some things you just have to trust God that he knows what you're doing. He knows where you're going. He knows these things because he orchestrated it. He doesn't want us to orchestrate anything. He wants He wants to be the leader of the dance. We follow. Amen. I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. And so he wants us to follow him. It's a good thing when you don't know exactly what you're doing. Cause, but God knows. As long as you're following God, it really doesn't matter because he'll get you where you're supposed to be. Amen. But move forward with God. Get stuck. Get unstuck. Most of us need, need to just move forward in our thinking. Amen. Stop thinking these same old thoughts with the same old situations. Same old, you know, if, if, if your faith hasn't moved that thing, then you need to do something different. But quit thinking the same thoughts. Sometimes, you, you, have you ever sat up and you were talking to yourself? Not, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Thinking, and then you think to yourself, you say, I thought that, that's the same old thought I've been thinking. Well, I do. It's called self-examination. And then you make a decision, I'm not thinking that no more because I done went over that a hundred times. <laughs> and so what you do is you stop it. Because it's time when you start doing that, God is trying to tell you, hey, it's a dead issue. Stop it. Because I have the newness of life for you. I want something better for you. Start thinking on these things. Good, lovely, perfect. A good report. Thankworthy, praiseworthy. Think on these things and stop going over rehashing all of this old stuff that's not going to change anything because it hasn't changed yet. Amen. So we're to move forward in our thinking. You can't go anywhere unless you get your mind renewed. You ain't going nowhere. Stop thinking the same old things. Stop singing the same old song. Stop telling the same old lies. Just stop it. Are y'all here today? You know, sometimes we can start believing that stuff ourselves because it becomes so much of a part of us. We believe it. Amen. And we don't allow God to correct things. Amen. And so we need to move forward to an uncommon place of God's favor. In other words, walk in a new place in your mind. That has, See, some people want to walk in a new place in the natural and don't get the mind cleaned out. You ain't going nowhere. Amen. Because you're going to have the same old problems, same situation, because these, these uh, uh, familiar spirits will follow you to the new place 
you got to get your mind renewed in the word of God. You got to get redeemed in your mind. Amen. So that you can think like Christ and have the mind of Christ, which is our rightful inheritance. So embrace favor and walk in it daily. You can embrace favor. Amen. And walk in a new place. You got to change your mind. You got to change how you think. You got to change the things you do. Amen. If you're doing something too much, quit. It's just simple as that. You know, we could move forward just by examining ourselves. Amen. Let's go to Genesis 39. Verse 2. Genesis 39. Hallelujah. Talking about Joseph, he had favor on his life. Didn't mean he didn't get into trouble. He was in trouble all the time. Amen. But God had favor on him. You know, I think it's he the one that said he was a prosperous, he had a prosperous soul. You know how do you get a prosperous soul? Having a, a, a renewed mind and expect great expectation. You expect the best. You expect right. You know, and you got to love your neighbor as yourself. You You can't. You just got to be a right kind of person. And and it starts in your thinking. You're not going to get blessed if you don't bless others. That's just impossible. Because it's like this. You're expecting to receive a crop from something you didn't sow. Well, that put everybody to sleep. <laughs> Maybe I need to say it again. You have to sow into others to receive a full harvest. Amen. And if you don't sow in the others, you won't receive a harvest, period. Because you're trying to go and pull something up that ain't there. Well, I'm going to say it again. You're trying to receive something that you don't deserve. How about that? Got to sow into people. You can't just X people off of your list and, and expect God to help you. It just don't work like that. It just doesn't. You just got to do things sometimes your flesh don't want to do. But you do it anyway because of God. You don't do it because of any other reason but because of him. Amen. And God doesn't forget that seeds of kindness, seeds of love. He don't forget that. Amen. He pays all big dividends for that. But you sure can't go pull up a harvest that ain't there. Amen. Um, where, where am I at? Genesis 39. I don't know. Hey, I'm just winging it today. Genesis 39 two, And it says here, And the Lord was with Joseph. See, that's favor. When he's with you. And this is why he was successful. He was a successful slave. <laughs> and we can, we can preach on that all day long. Amen. He had a prosperous soul because he wound up in bad situations, but the Lord put him there. And he didn't, you know, try to be anybody special. He just kept a right heart and a right mind, thought the right things about people. It's all about that. It says the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man and he was in the household of his master the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. See, people can see favor on you. And that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Hallelujah. 
a prosperous soul. See, you get confused looking at your status. His status was slave. But he had everything going on that he needed to be successful in his life. Amen. God makes you great. Hallelujah. He will make you great. Hallelujah. So it says, let's see, am I going to four years? So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him and served him and served him. Amen. Yeah, there's been a lot of people that I served that turned around and talked about me and didn't appreciate it. But you know what? That's for God to straighten out. He told me to do it and I did it. Amen. So what you have to do is you have to let God settle these things because he has you in this position for a purpose. Amen. And so you let God settle these issues. But God, but Joseph said he served him and he found favor. See, favor will come on your life when you serve those that, as people say, quote, don't deserve it. You don't you don't look at what people deserve. In other words, this is what I'm saying. Don't look for people to do something for those that don't need it. How about doing something for those who are in need? Amen. Well, that didn't go over well, but that's just what you do. Not saying you don't help people that have, but just just obey God. How about just obeying the Lord? Amen. And you can't go wrong when you obey the Lord. You're in the right place at the right time. It says he served him. Then he made him overseer of his house. And all that he had he put under his authority. Amen. See this was under God's authority. Because God was working in his life. Amen. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house. And all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And it came to pass that after these things that his master's wife came along. You know the story. I'm not going into that, but I can tell you this was mind games of Satan. See, he doesn't like people to have favor on so he's always going to play some mind games. So you have to beware of the mind games of Satan. You have to keep your mind right. Keep it hooked into the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. But his master saw God on him. He saw that the Lord was with him and made him flourish and succeed. Everything in his hand succeeded. You know, his hand, everything your hands touch prospered. There are people like that. You know, they can take, it's just like I could tell you an example, that horrible song. Don't be tardy for the party. It was a horrible song. But everything that Candy touches, she turned that that song into gold. Because some people just have favor on their lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Found out her father was a preacher. I didn't know that. Amen. See, it ain't about, about we're so great. It's about somebody who sowed seed before us. Amen. And I'm wondering how did she take all this? She don't even live right. But her father's a minister. And he, I'm sure he prayed for his daughter. Sowed many seeds for her. And who knows, maybe a grandmother or a great-grandmother. Somebody prayed for me. I sure am thankful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Praise God. And so I, I believe that she has favor on her life. Amen. So that's just an example of what I'm saying. I believe that this is the, the way um, Joseph was. Everything his hand touched prospered, made, turned into cash. <laughs> well, prosperity in some way, shape, or form. Amen. So uh, he found favor in the sight of Joseph and charged his house over to him. God caused everything in Joseph's hand to prosper and everything was under his authority. So we need to start to accept and embrace uncommon living like Joseph. Joseph didn't know whether he was going to be in jail one minute or on the street the next. He just kept his faith in God. Amen. He embraced favor. He embraced common living, uh, uncommon living. He didn't know what he was going to do quite like Paul. Paul was in jail one minute. You know, he was in in, uh, nice quarters one minute. But he embraced um, the favor of God in everything that he did. He thanked God for it, whether he was a bound or a base. Amen. When favor comes into our lives, we become the answer for other people. That's important. I'm going to say that again. We become the answer for other people. Like Joseph was. Amen. Remember he became the answer to the king's dreams. Amen. That's because favor was on his life. So God will fix it. Where no weapon can stand against you. He'll make the enemy need you in some kind of way. Are y'all here today? You become an answer. Not a problem. But you'll become an answer. Like Joseph. Even a pit couldn't stop him. Amen. No weapon can stand against you. Potiphar's wife pursued him and lied on him. But it couldn't stop him. When favor's on your life you can't be stopped. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 91. Hallelujah. Psalm 91, verse 7. We all know it. He who dwells. One of my favorite. Well, I got a lot of favorites, but that's one of my favorites. (laughs) I say that about everything. (laughs) And this is, I think this is Jasmine's favorite scripture. Verse 7. I I think she she likes 5 through 7, but... In verse 7, it applied to, to um, Joseph really well. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh you. Amen. And so uh, this is what his favor got him. Amen. It shall not come nigh you. Why? Because angels assist you. Angels assisted him. Amen. When favor's on your life, you get assistance from angels. And they put everything in place and they change situations to meet your needs. Amen. So although he got in trouble because of that lie that was lied on him, he he got out of it too. Amen. Hallelujah. The man, so to speak, didn't even believe his wife. Or he just said, okay, yeah, I know that happened, but I'm putting you in authority. Amen. It was overruled. Because of that scripture right there that says a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh you. And so uh, dreaded things, things that were really terrible did not come nigh him because he kept the faith. He kept his faith activated 
because of his favor. Or because of his faith, his favor stayed activated. I should say that sounds better. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but angels will assist you. God even cares about your directions. Angels will lead you and guide you. You know, they'll give you a jump on your car. Amen. I mean, they'll just, just no limit to what they, they can do. So maintain your stand and keep the faith and embrace faith and trust it. Embrace favor. Your back is never up against a wall when favor is working in your life. Amen. Favor is not for those with religious mindsets because your religion is going to try to figure it out. You got to have a kingdom mindset for favor. Favor is for those of a kingdom mindset. See, if you have a kingdom mindset, you'll understand favor. Religious mindset will only keep asking more questions or you'll be settled for a season and that same question is going to come up again. That's the way I was until God just totally moved me out of that uh, religious arena. And I thank God for it. Did I want to leave? I wanted to leave, but something kept pulling me because something felt comfortable there. And he kept saying, I'm going to move you, I'm going to move you. And I just wanted, I wanted to go. But then there was something pulling at my soul to keep me there because the devil don't want you to get smart. Amen. Amen. And so I didn't know anything about having a kingdom mindset. But I learned. And religion will try to pull you back over into that religious mindset where you start to... um, you know, start to question everything. And what's that word begin with an R? Reason. You start to reason everything. You want to know why and how and how long. And then you'll start to refute your own thinking, but not in the right way, because you'll start coming up with answers for your reasoning, and there are none. You know what I'm saying? Because that thing will start asking you questions. And it's like, I'm asking you the question. (laughs) And you'll start battling back and forth, trying to figure out what's the solution when there's already a solution. Amen. And so you have to have a kingdom mindset and not a religious mindset. Because religion will keep you going around and around in circles. One day you're with and then the next day you're against. Because you're not settled. You know, you're not settled. We've all been there. You're just not settled in your mind. One day it's a good idea, and the next day I'm not going to do it. I got my orders from God, and then a month later you back, something is nudging you. You know what it is? It's these from your experience. They come and they kept picking, pecking you. Peck, peck, like a, what's these things do this? Peck, peck. What is that? Yeah. Yeah, whatever that's Peck, peck, peck. He'll keep pecking you to make some type of wrong move. Y'all know what I'm saying? And you don't have peace. You have peace for a season. And then here it is back, peck, peck, pecking you again to make some kind of false move. Because, Because the devil does not want you to trust on and rely on God and what he's doing in your life. He, the devil wants you to question it. That's that spirit of religion. Wants you to question everything that God is doing and suggesting perhaps it's not the right thing to do. I mean, I've been experiencing that even recently. And you have to beat that thing up. You have to beat it down. 
and saying, no, I'm, I'm okay not knowing. I'm okay not, not being sure. But I'm going to do this. I'm going to not make a move until I get the clearance from God. And then I, I'll do these things. But it's either trying to push you out too soon or reel you in when you're out of move. That's how religion is. It ain't nice. It's a old devil. <laughs> Real old devil. And it know it studies people. And it knows what to say to you and when and why and how. It knows. Because it studies you. And so you have to be bold in the Lord. You have to be sure. You this is the thing, you gotta be sure of not being sure. But comfortable with God. I don't know. And I don't care. I know that God is leading me. Amen. And I don't answer to any man. But I'm satisfied knowing that God is with me. Amen. He started this and he's going to finish it. Hallelujah. And I don't care about what people think. I'm going with what I know. Because I have a kingdom mindset and I know that all roads will lead back to God. He does exceedingly and abundantly in my life. Amen. And he's going to get me where I'm supposed to be. And I'm not worried about where I'm going. Amen. So embrace favor. Favor is not for those with a wrong mindset. But a kingdom. you got to be kingdom mindset. It's the Zoe kind of life. Amen. The God kind of life. And we become exempt from evil, be honest with you, because of the favor that's on our lives. It kind of exempts you, although you can go in and step over that line if you want to, but favor ain't opening the door for you. Amen. 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 Well, they missed it, but that's okay. You got to kick that door in yourself. Favor doesn't open wrong doors. Favor opens the right doors for you. Amen. Hallelujah. And you're, so to speak, exempt from evil. you got to bring that on, on yourself, you know, by going the wrong way. So angels are assigned, assigned to us and they assist us because we are uncommon people. Don't ever get into a habit where you want things to happen the same way all the time. You don't know what God is doing. Amen. But be open to however God wants to bless you to bring a blessing in. Just be open to it. Psalm 103. Flip over a little bit. Psalm 103 verse 20. says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength. That's what I want. Who excel in strength. You excel in strength when you do his word. You excel in strength. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. That word bless means affectionately and gratefully praise the Lord. You and his angels. Hallelujah. And hearken to the voice of the Lord. Hearken to the voice of the Lord. It says, uh, um, I think I looked in the, 
message translation. And it says, blessed, affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, you and his angels, you mighty ones who do his commandments, who hearken to the voice of the word. Favor is what you were born into. I said that it's granted unto you, not not earned. Favor surrounds you when you're born into it. When you are born into it, it surrounds you. But it's activated by your faith. Everything in the kingdom is points to faith. You can't have nothing without faith. That's why most people want to get out and get it for themselves. They give up on their faith when they've been given the measure. Amen. Have you ever given up on your faith? Everybody has. But they wind up using it anyway because they don't give up. Amen. Press to use it. You've got to use your faith. God will cause some situations to befall you where you just got to use your faith. And he'll show you how. Amen. But see, we, we're busy allowing the devil to discourage us. Don't, don't receive discouragement. Amen. Psalm 5. Let's back up. Psalm 5, verse 11. And I think it says, let them rejoice. It's but let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them forever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him with a shield. So that's what I was saying. I didn't make that up. You're protected and surrounded when you have favor. With favor, you surround him with a shield. Amen. God will protect you. It's good to have favor on your life. Amen. Hallelujah. You're covered. Wait, let's see. I wrote down here. Let them rejoice and take refuge who put their trust in you and let them sing and shout for joy. And then I wrote, wrote, you're a covering and defense for your family members. You're a covering and a defense. For them, because your favor covers them and is a defense. Let's go to verse, did I read verse 12? No, I, oh, I did, okay. And it says, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Amen. God will bless the righteous. God will bless the uncompromising, the uncompromising the uncompromising righteous amen not those that don't do nothing wrong and don't say anything wrong but the uncompromising righteous you got to take a stand for something take a stand for God and don't move and see favor helps you take that stand and don't move because you know what favor favor strengthens you amen it's a strengthening it's, it's a shield 
and it surrounds you and it strengthens you. Amen. Because you have something backing you up. You have something that God has given you as a prop. Maybe that's the wrong word, but that's what I'm using. So as a shield, God will surround him who is in right standing with us. So in other words, God will bless the uncompromising righteous with a shield that surrounds him and those who are close to them also. You know, I believe it's a protection. Like a shield, God will surround you with pleasure and favor. And that word favor means goodwill. Hallelujah. A door that has been locked is opened by favor. And it started with Noah. You know, Noah was born into favor because his heritage was to be fair and just and blameless before others. And he just treated people right. In other words, and favor came on his life. Amen. Let's read it. Let's go to Genesis 6. It says, but it says, Noah found favor or found grace. Amen. Because he was fair and just to others. And it caused favor on his life. See, it's not just one way. You can get favor. I'm telling you, favor will always find you if you treat people right. It's just going to find you. You don't see no favor in your life. Try treating people right. That's easy. You know, it's very easy. No, treat them the way you want to be treated. I'm not saying you ain't going to get mad at them and want to knock them out. Because you will. But we don't do, we don't do that. You, we know better. Amen. Genesis 6, I'm sorry, verse 3. And it says, I appeared to Abraham. Wait a minute. Uh, to Isaac and to Jacob as God Almighty, but by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. Wait, let me go to two. It says, And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. Now it's making sense. And then he's telling Moses, he says, I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, but by my name, But by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. Verse 4 says, I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage in which they were strangers. And I have also heard the groanings of the children of Israel whom the Egyptians kept in bondage and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will rescue you from their bondage. And I will redeem you with an outreach or outstretched arm and with great judgments. And I will take you as my people and I will be your God. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. So when we address. Oh. Exodus 6. Oh I'm sorry. <laughs> no wonder they looking at me like what? 
I'm sorry. And I was reading the wrong thing, but I was reading about no about. Let's see, who am I supposed to be reading? I'm supposed to be reading about Noah. Yeah, I was, but that was the wrong one. Okay, let me go. Where am I at now? Genesis six. It was good. I'm gonna go back there. We have to know him. When you know somebody is Lord, what do we learn? He brings you out from under oppression. Amen. But let's go back there. But where was I at? Genesis. Well, Exodus 6. Okay. Let's go back. Okay. I'm supposed to be in Genesis 6. And y'all just sitting there looking like, there she go, crazy. Chuck looking at me like she's going to whip me. Don't whip me yet, Chuck. Oh, oh, Pastor Shirley, that was wrong. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Genesis 6, 3. Okay, about Noah. I was wondering why I didn't see that he found favor. Uh, let me see, 6, 3. It says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever. Well, if y'all want to read that, I was reading something better. <laughs> this means y'all better buck up because God ain't going to keep telling y'all the same thing over and over. Okay? Y'all like all of this drama. So let's just deal with the drama. Amen. It says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. Now, he was talking about Noah. Amen. And it says, um, let's see. It says, and there in 4, it says, there were giants on the earth in those days and also afterwards when the Son of God came in to the daughters of men and they bore children to them. See, I didn't want to, I wanted to stay clean, but I'm going to read it. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth. And he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creepy things and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. Verse 8 says, but Noah found grace or favor, unmerited favor in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. Now, why did Noah find favor? God was ready to kill everybody. But, you know, Noah found favor. And I think we read somewhere else it says because he was fair and just to everybody. Are y'all here today? Noah's family was spared. Because of the favor that was on his life. See, favor causes protection for you and your family. Amen. Hallelujah. Favor is the way to success in life. You cannot have success. That's why it says Joseph was um, had a prosperous soul. He was prosperous because of the favor on his life. You can't have success if the favor ain't there. Y'all here today? Amen. So how did Noah, out of all the people in the world, God was saw nothing but sin and people had, doing what they do right now today. Amen. 
He said the intents and the thoughts of people's hearts are evil continually. Same way today. Thank God we have a Savior. Amen. Amen. And we can go and repent and get clean. But it's a sad thing when you read that God was sorry that he made man on the earth. And he was grieved. But I would imagine you have that same feeling about your kids if they go and do terrible things. And you just, you know. It brings a distaste to you. Are y'all here? It says, but Noah, in verse 8, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Let's read verse 9. It says, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence, just like today. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on earth. And so then he starts preparing his ark. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out and pitch. Now, could you imagine him not following instructions like some of us do? We want to do it our way. And he said the length in verse 15, he gave him the length, 300 cubits. He he knew exactly how he wanted it to look. Verse 16 says, make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it in the cubits from above to the cubits of above, and set the door of the ark in its side, and you shall make it with lower, second, third deck. Now, a lot of us would have said, well, this way will be better or easier. Amen. And you know what? He would have forfeited his family's safety. Because when, when you haven't been doing everything that God wants you to do and you repent, you need to start following instructions. Amen. You can tell, 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 tell people, but some people just are not going to do what you say. Because they think in their minds that they're following God. And, and see, this is the thing. They're deceived. Because when you're deceived, you believe a lie. But everybody else can see through the lie except you. Because you're deceived. Are y'all here today? And so thank God that Noah was an honorable man or none of us would be here. Because he started creation again. Amen. Because he followed instruction. He was a man that, that walked with God and prayed. And he, he didn't have evil intent in his heart. Amen. He was successful because he was fair and just. Amen. Jesus was endorsed by God and didn't have to compromise. Well, I'm jumping. Let's see. Let's finish with Noah. Noah's family was spared. We said that. Favor is the way to success in life. We said that. And it's the way to the top in life. It's the way to the top. Satan tried to get Jesus to compromise and worship Baal. And that's in Luke 4, and that's what I was talking about. Jesus was endorsed by God because he had favor on his life. So he was already endorsed by God. So how is is the devil going to give him anything better? 
You see how the devil is deceived? Deceived into thinking he has more power than God. Deceived in thinking he's going to win over God and God's people. It's just ridiculous. But plenty of people walk in deception just like the devil. Amen. And he, he will try to roll out the red carpet. You know the devil bless some people so that they can be confused about God's blessing and what he's doing. But Satan tried to get Jesus to compromise and worship Baal. And this is where he said, get thee behind me, Satan. But he was endorsed by God. Luke 4, 5. How much time do I have to? Huh? Oh, okay. You better praise him. Luke 4. Luke 4, 5. It says, and then the devil. See, do I want him to go any further? Then the devil. This is after he commanded him to turn stones into bread. He didn't quit. He says, uh, then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority, are y'all here today, I will give you and their glory. For this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Now see, he said it was given to him when God didn't give him anything. He gave it to Jesus. And he gave it to you and me through Jesus. We got it. Jesus was already endorsed by God. I don't know what Satan was, was trying to do. But this is what he did. He always thinks it's worth it to try to mess with God's people and mess and continue to try to tamper with your thinking. And he will continue to do it if you don't put a stop to it. Amen. You're endorsed by God because you have favor on your life. You don't have to listen to anything the devil says to you. But we do it anyway. Some of us do it anyway. But don't just stop listening to the devil and speak back to him. Don't let him have the last word. Amen. When he said in verse 7, therefore you will worship before me and all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. And then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of, of the temple and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. It's like he was at his last. You can tell the devil was at his last resort. Suicide. We're just going to try to get him to do suicide. Cause I can't do anything with him because he's kingdom, kingdom minded. See, this is what kingdom minded people. So he's going to try to get him to commit suicide. Verse 9, then he brought him to Jerusalem. Oh, I read that. And in verse 10, Jesus said, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep. Or was that Satan? It was Satan. Wait a minute. Yeah, that was Jesus still, Satan still running his mouth. In verse 9. 
Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on a pinnacle. Verse 10, for it is written. I see this is what he's doing. He's reminding him. Well, you know it's written. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And see, and it's, that's supposed to impress him. Well, devils know the word. But see, he's not banking on Jesus. See, he, he was trying to wear him out. Amen. Because I think this was the third thing that he had tried to get him to do. The bread. And then this um, worship him and now to jump off a bridge. And so he's saying in verse 11, and in thy hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. So you know a little scripture. In verse 12, and Jesus answered, this is Jesus talking, it says, and it shall be said that you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until the next opportune time. So keep your mind guarded daily because you don't never know he's going to come back again. But see, Jesus had his mind guarded. He, had king, he was kingdom minded. He wasn't in the flesh with his thinking because, you know, that last time was supposed to get him. Well, you know what? That is the word. And that's the word. And that's the word, you know. That is the word. And if I jump, God will catch me. And that's what was supposed to happen as far as the devil knew. But, you know, he couldn't fool you. See, when you're kingdom-minded, you can't be fooled. Amen. When you're kingdom-minded, you cannot be fooled. But see, when you, uh, your mind is not clear and you have so many things, you don't refute arguments in your mind. Stuff will come by you every day. To break you down. And the devil don't stop until he got you broken down. And before you know it, you compromise. See, he was trying to get Jesus to compromise. And if you keep on not being kingdom minded and not renew your mind in the word of God, at some point you'll get caught by Satan and then you'll say, this is what he said. Well, you know, that is right. Compromise. Well, you know. God bless the child that has his own, and you'll start to, you know, accept this stuff that's not the word. And before you know it, you're on the bandwagon. But you have to stay sharp in the, in the things of God. Keep a sharp mind. Guard, and that's what guard your heart with all diligence means. It means guard your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Favor makes you strong. In the day of adversity, not weak. Favor doesn't make you weak. Makes you strong. Where you can answer bail back and not compromise and maintain your stand. Amen. And you, you can't go by everything. You know, this is what the devil, he's good at. Well, did you see that? And see, and I told you, and see, and, and this is that. And you say, yeah, so what? Minor setback. Big deal. God is in control. Amen. Answer him back. Don't let him. Because see, if you don't answer him back, that stuff is going to wear on your mind. It's not a done. It wasn't cleared, cleared up. And so you answer him back and say, no, minor setback. And you keep on expecting. Expecting God to come through for you. Amen. So get ready for the uncommon release. God is about to release Uncommon things. Amen. Are y'all here? Favor makes you strong 
in the day of adversity. That scripture in Psalms that said, if you're weak in the day of adversity, then your faith was never strong. Or you were never strong. Amen. In other words, if things get tough, the tough get going. You find some more strength from somewhere. Amen. And you stand having done all. You don't give up and you don't quit. And stop expecting God to come the way you always think he should come. Behold, I do a new thing. Well, when is the new thing ever going to happen? Behold, I do a new thing. Amen. And so look for the uncommon to happen. Amen. Get ready for the uncommon release. I believe favor is going to be released more and more like never before. Because you know how I know? Because people are getting sick and tired of living the way they the same old way. They want change. Amen. Change can't happen through a man. Remember that one? Change. Change. Change don't happen through a man. God is the author of change. Amen. So you have to understand and know seasons, times and seasons, like the children of Ithacor. They knew. See, they didn't have to be preached at with a hammer all day, all year. Why don't she preach something different? You ain't get this. And then boom, 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 you got to, and then you believe it for a few months or a few weeks, then you back where you started. You let God, the devil pick your brain. Y'all hear? But the children of Ithaca be like them because they knew season. They said something's different. Something's not. This is really. Even though you may not see change in your life. See, have a prosperous soul. Joseph knew in his heart and on the inside of him something is different. Amen. And this is how you walk into favor. Because you're expecting something different. You're not expecting things to be the same old way all the time. Amen. Like Naaman, the leper. Remember, he dipped in the Jordan seven times. Didn't want to. Can't you just heal me? Can't you lay hands on me? I don't want to get in that muddy old Jordan. Amen. And dip seven times. I don't want, if there's, you know what he said? Actually, he said, there's other, other bodies of water that's cleaner than this. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, the obedience factor. Now that's telling me that there's, uh, just like Noah had to follow obedience of how he built that ark. Or the whole thing would have been washed up. And so Naaman, he tried everything to get the man of God to change his instructions, and he wouldn't do it. And so you have to follow instructions. Instructions are good because it gets the, the, the pride out of you. And that's what God was after. Well, there's two other bodies of water. He named them. Or was it three? And he says, and they're clean. Why do I have to get rid of something on a diseased skin in some dirty water? And see, this is trying to reason. Don't work. See, God made that work for Naaman because of how he thought. And God's going to have us maybe dip in the Jordan, the dirty Jordan, to get your healing because of how we think. Amen. So simple it don't make sense. Amen. See, God wants to defy our logic. He's going to come a different way. And that's with some things. Some things he'll do it because he don't want to cause us stress 
And then if we get too unrepentant and start thinking that we know everything, that we're guiding the ship, he'll just say, no, I'm not doing it that way. In fact, I'm going to do it a different way. Amen. Psalm 40 is my last scripture. Psalm 40, verse 5. And what, what I'm going after is how God does what he wants to do. After the counsel of his will. In other words, he does what he wants to do for his own reasons. And he don't have to explain it to us. All he, has to, all he does is tell us to go and do. Psalm 40, verse 5. Many, O Lord, my God, are your wondrous works which you have done. And your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted. To you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Amen. So in other words, we can't go by any sign, natural sign, as to how God feel about us or what he's doing. All we need to do is trust him. Amen. Because the the writer says, many, O Lord. Are your wondrous works many? He's a, a manifold God. He can come in any way He choose. He's just not a one-trick pony or one-tank trip or whatever you want to call. He does however, whenever, because He has many ways to bless us. He has many ways to get us from point A to point B. He can get us however He want us to. And sometimes He's trying to defy logic all the time. He doesn't want that. Because that's pride. Logic is pride. And so you can't call the shots on how you want to get blessed. I mean, I know there are some ways that we prefer. But we have to let God be the choice of that. And just follow him. You know, let him be the leader. And we follow him and not try to be the captain of our ship. And so just trust him like Naaman had to do because he saw that his instructions weren't going to change. Sometimes if God keeps telling you to do the same thing, this is what he taught me. Uh, I was talking to somebody about prophecy and it's to say I keep getting the same prophecy because you didn't do the last thing. If you keep getting, and I, I, I told God because I didn't know. I really didn't know. And so I said I keep getting the same prophecy. He said when you going to act on it. And I hadn't, because I didn't know how. I didn't know. And so, but I bet you I got to finding out what I was supposed to be doing. (laughs) Then I started getting some more juicy stuff, you know. But you can't, you can't be an arrow unless you do some other things that God is telling you to do. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. And but God will get us there. But he gives, amen, he gives, he, he gives favor. He puts favor on your life. And sometimes, now, I believe that, that we have favor and sometimes you don't see it. You don't feel the, it's not activated because it's activated by faith. I'm going to say that again. Favor is activated by faith. Amen. That's something to go home on. Amen. It's activated by your faith. And God will get you there. Just trust him. Amen. Trust him. And and just do, you got to do what you got to do. You know, I, I told the Lord, I said, well, I don't see the favor. You know, 
not now, but when I didn't see it. Yeah. And and he was telling me about renewing my mind, yeah. you know, and not not think that anything was too hard. See, it could, your problem could be any little place. Y'all understand? Yeah. And you're not a failure. None of us are failures. But he was telling me, he says, you you have to trust me in every area. And and don't rely on what you don't see, think. What, don't rely on what you see, think, or feel. But trust him in every area and follow instructions. Don't stop and wait to see if you come in God. He already been there. Just you know, or am I in the right place? He'll let you know if you mess up. He'll let you know. But just trust him because the favor is there. I believe you just it's activated by faith and expectation. And you have to start to do something and, and, and love your neighbor as yourself. Very important. That's how, remember, that's how Noah was chosen. He was fair and just to everybody. And even those crazy people that came by picking at him because he was building that ark. Well, what's rain? You so crazy, man. Ain't no such thing as rain. It's never, what's rain? And, um, and it took him all of those years to build that ark. But you know what? It didn't say that he got nasty with any of them people. He just kept building. That's how the walls of Jerusalem uh, were. That's how they built. Not the walls. They fell. But the but uh, Jerusalem was built up. That city was rebuilt because the builder ignored the people who came by and hassled him. And even the people. That did not have a mind. They didn't have a mind to work in the beginning. But when they saw his faith, they stood in faith with him. Amen. And then the people had a mind to work because they captured his vision. And when they received his vision, they worked and they rebuilt the city gates. And then that city was protected because the city was no longer protected. Amen. But God, all it it takes is one person. Amen. And these people we need to look at as examples because they are examples. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, we didn't go back to Exodus 6, but would y'all read that? I'm going to read it when I go home. Amen. Reading more about Noah. Amen. Well, I'm done. So, Father, we, we thank and praise you.